1: Life Transformation Radio is all about our transformation. Here is where we tell the stories of why we're doing what we're doing, highlighting that transformational moment that changed our lives and how we use it to then transform others and elevate their lives as well. Now You can listen to Life Transformation Radio live Tuesday through Friday, 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can also join our Facebook group at Life Transformation Radio Community. Go into the group join into the conversations that are taking place there you can also subscribe rate and review life transformation radio wherever you listen to podcasts such as apple podcast stitcher Spreaker, spotify player fm radio public google podcast pandora and we're also available on youtube search life transformation radio on youtube and go ahead and hit that subscribe button on the show my guests are entrepreneurs speakers business owners coaches podcasters authors Amazing human beings impacting the world around them. And my guest today does exactly that. During our live broadcasts, you can join us on the show and ask questions to myself or to the guests by dialing in at six five seven eight three one one zero nine. Again, the number is 657-383-1109. I invite you to join into the conversation. And I am pleased today to bring you a very, very special episode with my friend and returning guest, Christy Whitman. Christy, welcome to Life Transformation Radio
0: again. Woohoo! <laughs> Woohoo, Sean. I'm so excited to be with you. <laughs>
1: I'm super excited. Like, I, we had just a great conversation last time. I learned a few things, but yeah, I've been following you before the show, after the show, and you're just on the go. You're just crushing it. Like nothing is standing in your way.
0: No, you know, here's my philosophy on this whole thing, right? Everybody that's living life right now, we're double winners. And what I mean by that is it it takes about a thousand souls who want to come into a body and live a life. And we're the soul that came here. So from a spiritual level, we're already winning. We're here. We're experiencing life. We got today to breathe, we got today to create. And then when you think about it on a physical level, I mean, what? 300 million or it might even be 500 million sperm. Like we outran, we outswam all of them to get <laughs> into that egg. We're the winners. So on a spiritual level and on a physical level, we're here. We're creative. Like let's go. Mm-hmm. And you know, when we were swimming as that little firm, we weren't worried about what other people think about us. We weren't worried about mm-hmm. who the president of the United States was or any viruses. We just went, we just let's we go, let's create, let's do. And, you know, that's let's do this. We got, we got today.
1: Love it. Oh, I love that. <laughs> it's a great snapshot of, you know, the times today. And just we need to not worry about, what other people think we need to get into our own selves and get into our own work and just make sure that what we're doing is, is changing hearts and minds for the better and not dividing them and weakening them. And I think that, uh, during our last conversation, you know, we kind of talked about that. Like, what does it mean to have it all? Like, what does it mean to just go into that success level? Like how does it come about? So in this episode, we're going to talk about The Desire Factor, and the title of this episode is The Desire Factor with Transformational Leader and Celebrity Coach, Christy Whitman. For those of you who have been following my show for the past couple of years, thank you so much for that. Christy was on the show back in last year, back in August, and you can click on the link below inside the show notes under The Art of Having It All. And you can go back and listen to that episode where we talked about that. Very, very amazing episode. For those of you who are just joining us, thank you so much. Christy Whitman is a transformational leader, a celebrity coach, and a law of attraction expert, as well as the two-time New York best-selling author of The Art of Having It All and Taming Your Alpha Bitch, which, as a matter of fact, I read that book and I love that book. (laughs) she is also the author of the international bestseller quantum success she has another book coming out in april of this year called the desire factor so right now as you listen to this you need to go to this to the link below where it says order the desire Factor book it's available right now get the book it's going to be amazing Chrissy has appeared on The News, The Today Show, The Morning Show, TEDx, Hallmark Channel, and her work has been featured in the media and various publications. She's been featured on Goldcast, People Magazine, 17, Women's Day, Hollywood Life, Teen Vogue, and that's just to name a few. She's also a CEO and founder of the Quantum Success Learning Academy and Quantum Success Coaching Academy, which is a 10-month Law of Attraction coaching certification program. She's helped certify over 3,000 life coaches and has helped countless others to unlock their power to manifest. I'm telling you, click the website below. Go check out what she's doing at Quantum Success Learning Academy and Quantum Success Coaching Academy. If you're a life coach, she wants to talk to you. Christy, I want to know about the desire factor. When I think about desiring something, I really want it. It could be a dream. It could be a goal. It could be some food, whatever it is, but tell me about the book. What made you write about the desire factor?
0: Well, because a lot of people like yourself, you know, they desire something and they go, Oh yes. It's like, Oh, I want to move into that. I want to do that. But a lot of things happen from the time someone goes, Oh yes, You, you receive this desire. You receive this idea. It becomes a desire. And then a lot of people feel frustrated because it doesn't come to fruition or they feel that it's not, happening fast enough, or they lose their enthusiasm towards the forward progress that you're making towards that desire because of other people's negativity or doubt or fear. And so we talk ourselves out of our desires. And what we don't understand is that, and the other thing too, is people judge the desires. Well, I want to have a bigger home, or I want to buy a better, buy a better car, or I want to have more success in my business, or I want to, go to this restaurant or I want to experience that travel or whatever it is. And we kind of go through this process of, Ooh, is that, is that superficial or is that materialistic? You know, Oh, I shouldn't want that. And we talk ourselves out of it based on other people's, you know, our conditioning and what other people think we should or should not want to want to do or have or be. And so a desire, we have to understand that any desire we have in from a, A physical perspective, from our personality perspective, it feels good as we move along and try to create that desire. But from a higher level energetic spiritual perspective, it's not about the desire. It's who we become in the process of that desire. And once we have a desire that's born within us and we talk ourselves out of it, now we feel even worse than we did because it feels good to have that energy coming through us, pulsating through us and following that dream, that goal, that desire. And to then, you know, gain more confidence, feel our power, create more self-love, create more connection, whatever it is and whatever the gifts are that are from where we are to where that desire has been manifested, there's a huge growth. There's a huge expansion opportunity. But so many people take the, oh, well, I don't know how to do that. And then they squash their desires or other people are doing that or, ooh, what if I'm too out there or you know, what will other people think, right? So our enthusiasm, yeah. the excitement to go towards that desire gets squashed. And we need to give ourselves permission to have our desires and start focusing more on what we want and less on what we don't want.
1: Ooh, focus on what we don't want. See, everybody focuses on, man, I wish I had this. I wish I had this. I think that we forget what we already have, number one. Especially with lottery numbers being as high as they are. We always see like, man, it's 700 and something million dollars or the Powerball and Mega Millions is billions of dollars. And I'm going to play that, you know, and that seems to be when everybody starts playing, but they forget what they already have. I like that you want to change to or include don't want. Because I think that would be, I think that'd be a longer list, I would think. Like, you know what you don't want. I think there would be a longer list. I don't think people really know what they want, but they sure know what they don't want.
0: Exactly. That's the thing is that most people are focused on what they don't want, and then they push against what they don't want. The, the, the political climate, right. things that are happening right now, people are pushing against what they don't want, and then they're looking at the other people and trying to blame them because they don't have what they want. And that's giving all of our power away. It's not taking responsibility. Instead, we know what we don't want. Contrast, I don't care how centered and aligned you are. Contrast polarity is part of this experience on earth. And so contrast will always show up. But if you use contrast as an opportunity to gain clarity on what you do want and you follow what you do want, now you're using the power of your focus. So the desire factor, one of the principles in there, it it really shows you the power, the principle of focus. It shows you how to set your vibrational tone on purpose, regardless of and independent of what anybody else is doing around you. So it provides you with an awareness and like a tool chest of energy mastery techniques So you are the one taking responsibility for who you're being and the vibration that you're offering and what you are deliberately and intentionally creating in every situation and every interaction you walk into, because we're either the deliberate creator of our own life experience or we're reacting to, and therefore at the mercy we're victim to what other people are creating or what Mm -hmm. other, what things are happening around our world. You know, in my opinion, If everybody would literally come back into empowerment instead of victim consciousness, if we came back into Mm -hmm. that oneness and abundance way of thinking, that abundance mindset, instead of lack and separation, instead of drama and chaos, if we were in alignment, it's the first principle in the desire factor, and they're like a step-by-step thing. If everybody was in alignment with their own power, we wouldn't have any victims, people playing victims. And then we would have people that literally were joyful and happy.
1: Mm. Do you remember years ago when Tony Robbins got in trouble for telling people the same thing? I think he was a little more crass about it, but he told me it was like, stop playing the victim, stop advocating being a victim. And I think it was in reference to the me too movement that kind of swept the the world really. But, he was talking about like, Oh, don't be a victim. Like, yeah, I get it. Me too. That sucks. You know, but gee, I mean, come on, let's, let's move on from this. Right. Like let's, let's not be a victim here and step into our personal power. And he really was talking about some of the same things that you had just said. And I just remember every time I hear that, like, don't be a victim. And I just go right back to Tony Robbins catching hate. I mean, the guy was, people started canceling events on him. I mean, he got a lot of hate for that. And maybe it was, the words he used about me too and things like that. But I think that it brings up an interesting point. I think people would rather sit in that low moment and feel sorry for themselves or have other people feel sorry for themselves rather than take that moment, transform their lives and make something better out of that moment. Yeah. I I don't know if it's a comfortable way of being like, I'm comfortable in this moment. I'm comfortable not growing. I'm comfortable. Like, Oh, woe is me. It's, it's like a habitual behavior.
0: Well, when you think think about it, if um, you
1: get out of that victim mentality.
0: Yeah. When you think about it, we were all raised with being in some sort of drama triangle where you had the victim, you had a rescuer and you had a persecutor. So you had The hero hero or the heroine, you had the poor damsel in distress, and then you had the bad guy. I don't care if it was Mm. like, you know, the the boys comics, right? Like Batman, right? You've got Batman, who's the hero. You've got the damsel in distress or the city, you know, and and then you got the Joker, the bad guy. Whether it was little girls and their Cinderella stories, you've got Cinderella, she's Mm. the poor victim you got the wicked stepmom who's the persecutor. And then, of course, you have, of course, what all little girls have seen growing up. It was you have this man on a white horse called the prince that's going to come and save you. And that's mm-hmm. what a lot of people are ingrained with. When you watch TV, when you watch Broadway you know, plays, when you watch movies, there's always some story of someone's playing the victim. And they don't have to yeah. exercise their power because there's going to be someone that's going to come and take all of their problems away. Even our religions, when you think about it, there's a lot of yeah. people that think, oh, Jesus Christ is going to come save me. So I don't have to do anything. Now, I'm not saying all people that oh, are, right. are Catholic. I'm not right, saying all. Right. But there are those that have that mentality that, a- you know. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Hey, I've been one. I <laughs> yep. used to be one, right? <laughs> so as I could speak right. from that space, right? My mom and dad are right. still like that. Well, Jesus is going to come and save us. Jesus is going to wipe out coronavirus. Oh, Jesus has been dead for a very long time. You know, so it, it's like, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to get religious here or anything like that, but it's like right. the mentality is I can't do it for myself. If you've ever heard yourself say, no matter what I do, I can't seem to, make more money, find the love of my life, lose weight, get a promotion, catch a break, right? That language is based in lack and it's coming and it's splitting us from our abundance. And that perspective of being a victim is literally one of the, the lowest vibrations in the entire universe. You cannot create what you want when you are in a victim space. You can't. And When you're impatient, discouraged, despondent, when you perceive something that you desire is not going to manifest or it's not coming quick enough, you know, all of those things, we have to start shifting and creating on purpose rather than creating by default because all unpleasant, Mm -hmm. bad feeling emotions are just simply an indication that we're placing our faith in unwanted, in an unwanted reality. And without even realizing it, we're using the power of our focus, which, God, we are so powerful. We use the, we're using the power of our focus to draw ourselves something that we will not enjoy, that we will continue to be in the same condition, the same circumstances, because we're not shifting our power of focus. We, we have to shift hmm. our focus from being a victim, from being impatient, from being frustrated, to being in despair, into a state of joyful expectancy that what we want We have the potential to create because this one internal shift, it's not changing the job. It's not changing the partner. It's not getting a new president. It's not doing something else. It's an internal shift within ourselves that changes the trajectory of everything that comes into our experience. And unlike most people, most people advocate, right? Using some form Mm -hmm. of affirmation or visualization, you know, these tools are great, right? But we're talking here about energy. We're talking about literally shifting, not just the mindset, but shifting the whole entire part of us from being a victim, from being in separation consciousness, being in drama and struggle and, and, you know, lack into being in abundance where we are, Completely in a place of, hey, (laughs) there is pure potential for this desire that I have. I may not know how, when, who, where, but I don't have to know that. I just have to flow my energy in the direction of it and take inspired action towards it and love the idea of it, get excited by it, lit up by it, because that alignment is going to bring me in alignment with my co-creator gave me the idea in the first place who has all the steps mm-hmm. from start to finish. I just have to be the physical part counterpart that goes along with it. I'm the eyes, the ears, the arms, the fingers, the toes of the divine. That's breathing me. And so were you. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I, you described a little bit about my mindset like a couple weeks ago, going into the first year, I was like, man, it's going to be amazing. You know, I thrived last year. I made more money, worked with more clients, had more success than, than I have in the past few years. I mean, this was, this was amazing. A lot of businesses got shut down during COVID. A lot of entrepreneurs, if you want to call them that, want entrepreneurs or whatever you want to call them, ended up getting jobs because nobody was buying their stuff, you know, whatever, well, of course, we pivoted like everybody else going into the beginning of this of this year. I said, man, here we go. You know, weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks ago, I was, you know, like right before the new year, I always sit there and plan it out. Like during that last week, I really don't do a whole lot the last week of the year. I'm planning out my next year. So I sat there, planned everything out, got like eight prospects. Got a couple clients that are already signing on with me this week. I'm like, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. But by like the second week of January, it stopped. Oh no, I don't. Know. I'm gonna wait. Oh no, I'm not gonna do it now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something else. No, no, no. I got a bunch of no. Hey guys, we're ready to, you know, link up and we're ready to get this thing started. And I know you really want to launch that podcast or launch that book. And no, 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 we're not gonna do that anymore. Wait, what? No, no, that's what we were. That's what we were gonna do. No, we're not gonna do that. And like everybody said, no. Like, wait, wait, you, this is your start date. This is when you told me that we were gonna start. Oh no, 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 we're not gonna do that. No, we're going in a different direction. I'm like, what happened? Like, what did I <laughs> do? Did, did I make somebody mad? Did I have bad karma? Because I totally believe in that. Like, you put negativity in the world, negativity's coming back to you. So I had to check myself. I'm like, what did I do? I mean, I. Been pretty nice to everybody, and it's been the same as I always have, you know. Like, am I putting negativity in the world? Like, what am I doing? And, you know, like I said before, I got kind of caught up in like, what's going to happen after the election and what's going to happen, you know, after the inauguration. And, you know, you, and you see what we see. And you describe my mindset, I'm like, man, I can't believe this. Like, why me? <laughs> like, I literally was like, I cannot catch a break. Like, mm-hmm. This is crazy. And then people would email me, Hey, wanted to get some information about what you're offering. I got a, you know, a referral from, you know, whoever I'm like, yeah, let's jump on a call. And it would be on the call. And I, you know, wouldn't change anything up that I do. I don't really sell spam, you know, whatever. I'm not hard nosed and boiler room. But I said yeah, this is what we offer. This is what we could do. You know, and I believe that you know, we can do this for you. And this is where I envision you going and, and man, you could really do this. And they're like, yeah, I don't know. I don't, you know, I just want to kind of get some information, but I'm not really sure this is what I want. I'm like, okay, well, no problem. Not here to force you into anything. You know, same, same spiel all the time, right? Because I'm authentic. And you're like, okay, follow up with them a couple, couple days later. Uh, yeah, no, I'm just going to do something else. I'm like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you described my entire mindset was like, this is like, this is ridiculous. Like, why do I go through these ups and downs? is crazy. I'm not doing anything different. You know, I'm not not talking to many different I'm, I'm just being me and how I've always gotten client like this is what I've always done, you know, which is probably part of the reason. But I just say that to say I was in that moment for like 3 days, 2 days yeah. or so. I was just no, feeling I was so, down.
0: It's, so down. it's easy to go there. It's easy to go there. But yep. the thing is Blame is yourself. that Yeah, you beat yourself up and you said it perfectly. What am I doing wrong? Right? It's like, you know, and it's like you start beating yourself up. What am I missing? What's, you know, and it's good because most people don't go, okay, what am I doing? Right? What's the karma? And I like to say law of attraction, what you put out comes back, everything's energy. But that's the thing is that we are so used to taking action before we align our energy. So we need to align our energy before jumping into any type of action, because Hard work, and there's no doubt, Sean, that you're a hard worker, right? Hard work alone Mm. does not guarantee a positive result. In fact, most often, pushing forward with force and effort when things are not going as planned only makes a bad situation worse. Uh, That's me. You know, (laughs) our our creative power is multiplied by a thousandfold when we take the time to align ourselves with our intended outcome before jumping immediately into action, before you get on a call, you know, you're already seeing yourself having, That's one of the principles and the desire factor, the energy and the principle of having, not if you get this client or if you get that 10 client, but you already have success, you already have the abundance, you already have the prosperity, you have it. And that this is the inside-out approach to manifesting any desire instead of the outside-in approach. Work hard, and then you'll feel. How many times have all of us worked really, really hard, got a goal, and went, huh, that didn't fulfill me? Maybe that was fulfilling for a minute, right? And then you're like, maybe I need to make yep. more money, or maybe I need to get another job promotion, or maybe I need to get a bigger house, or maybe I need to have another baby, or maybe I need to go in a break up with this guy and go on another date. You know, it's like an outside in, if I get this, I'll feel. And we assign our feelings, our energy, our power outside of us to this thing. I remember one of the biggest goals that I had, I I became an author. My very first book came out 20 years ago. And 20 years ago, I had a couple of different, uh, desires, that I put out there, right? I like that sperm. I want to be the best. I want to do my best. So what's the best in the world of self-help um, authors. Ugh, I want to hit, I want to hit the New York times. Right. And another yep. desire I had was I want to have Marianne Williamson, who I just deeply admired, endorse my book and have it on the cover of one of my books. Like these are some of the desires. Right. And so I, worked really, really hard. I imagined myself, I did all the different things, the inner inner work and the outer work, probably more outer work than I did inner work, but they were both mm-hmm. there. And I got to become a New York times bestselling author. And I remember it was, it was such a moment. I was at the mall, my literary agent called me and I was like, Oh my God. It was like that moment of like, wow, all of that hard work paid off. Oh my gosh, I'm finally somebody. And I looked down at my kids who were a year and a half and three sitting in a double stroller at the time at the mall. And I reached <laughs> down to them and I'm like, mommy's a New York Times bestselling author. And they just looked at me like, great. I don't know what this means, right? They, like, they didn't love me anymore. Okay. When I got home, a parade did not go through my house. <laughs> bags of money did not right. fall from the sky on my head I did not get booked on all these national shows, Oprah did not call me, I couldn't believe it, like all these things that I thought were going to happen, none of them happened so I thought all these things were going to absolutely my kids still love me, my husband still loved me, all the people in my life still loved me, did it gain credibility yeah did, did it? I mean, did yes. I become a different person? Nope. But it's the journey along the way. It's the desire, having myself become a New York Times best-selling author and then doing it again. So I'm a two-time best-selling author. The second time I did it was a very different process and a very different feeling. But I got to tell you, it—it it was who I became in the process of attaining mm-hmm. that desire. That's what the journey yep. was about. Mm-hmm. And by the way, Marianne Williamson has the top endorsement on the cover of the desire Factor. So the fact that my desire factor nice. is to have Marianne Williamson <laughs> endorse my book and have it on the front cover of, of a book. And it's the desire factor that she endorsed. It's, it's pretty cool. Those desires grow us, they expand us, but it's not, what the desire is, it's who we become in the process because hard work alone does not guarantee a positive result. Which is kind of disheartening. Decides in advance (laughs) of how we want to feel and takes the steps to embody that state of being before we do anything. Action is so important. It is so Mm -hmm. important. We're physical. We're the physical action of the divine. But action that is inspired by aligned energy produces results that are astonishing compared to what we can accomplish with action alone. Action alone. It's like you never watch the Fast and Furious movies oh, yeah. where they have like naws in the car, you know, and they push that button and the car yep. goes <laughs> like a supercharged. When you yep. align your energy, it's like putting naws in your car.
1: That's funny. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. I felt that same way when I delivered my TEDx talk. I said in 2016, because I've been speaking since 2009, kind of wasn't getting paid. It was something I loved. I had other businesses. Kind of speaking, you know, different places in the military and high schools and a couple events. Really wasn't – it was more of like a marketing thing. I really wasn't putting a lot of stake in that. But I loved it. I loved the way speaking made me feel. So I wrote my first book in 2016. And I said, I'm going to be a TEDx speaker. I was watching Simon Sinek, his TEDx talk. I was watching a bunch of others, Brené Brown. I said, I'm going to do that. That's going to be my ultimate. That's what I'm going to do. And everything's going to turn around. <laughs> so 2016, I never got booked. 2017, I said, you know what? Forget five years. In five years, I'm going to be No, three years. I'm going to do it in three years. So I worked hard. And I believed that that was going to happen. I'm going to be a TEDx talk. I I put it everywhere. I put pictures of it like a manifest board or like a, a, a what do you call oh, yeah. it? A wish board or whatever. A vision, vision board, so like, yeah. Vision board. I said, this is, is going to be amazing. I'm going to do this. going to. I already have it planned out. This is going to be absolutely incredible. And then November 2017, October, November 2017, I got your accepted to TEDx. And I was like, yes, I did it in two years. No way. I beat my goal. And man, I was, I was telling everybody, I'm going to do this. It's going to be amazing. Oh, here's another one. I just applied to another one. Come on guys. Where you? And I was like cheering on like a lot of other people. Come on guys. I applied to three today. Where, where did you apply? Where are you guys applying at? And then I delivered my TEDx talk in, in uh, Delaware. I got home and and nothing <laughs> like nobody was, <laughs> ringing my phone <laughs> nobody was giving me a bunch of money i raised my speaking fee that happened i started getting started getting booked whether because of tedx or whatever but i was still getting booked to speak in 2018 i was hey i'm a tedx speaker and they're like oh that's cool we're still not gonna hire you <laughs> so i gotta know still didn't feel like well where's my millions like where's my i'm a high dollar speaker and like i wasn't marketing myself like that i'm, I'm a tedx speaker like that's, that's what it is. So I heard from Ravi Zacharias that the loneliest place on earth is when you achieve what you think will deliver the ultimate, and it lets you down. Mm-hmm. And that is what happened to me. And every time I try to be like, you know what? I'm grateful for any and all opportunities, whatever it leads to. I never knew what this show is going to lead to. I never know what the listeners are going to take away from this part of the show. But I think it's amazing that I have an opportunity to sit with Christy Whitman, amazing author, amazing coach, and have an amazing conversation and then go off with my family and do things. But I can hold this, like this moment is ours. There's no one else, but you and me right now. And that's what I love about podcasting. So when I, when I started more episodes or or more um, shows, and started having more episodes of Life Transformation Radio and the other shows, I, that's that's my ultimate. It's not going to let me down. This is my ultimate right here. I get to do what I love. And as long as I stay in that, and yes. I keep that as my focus, I'm, I'm going to achieve whatever's going to happen.
0: Well, that's it. Because what you appreciate, appreciates.
1: hmm I mean, yep.
0: really, what you... And that's it. It's the now moment. All the power is in the now. All the energy that flows is in the now. It's not when you. When you is, right. is, is not a day out there, right? When you, when you is right now. It's the principle of having is now. Having that sense of purpose, having that sense of passion, that sense of success, that, sense, that just connection to the fulfillment. That is happening and we have available to us now, not when, when you become or when you do, when you do a TED Talk or when you get on Oprah, or when you, you know, become a New York Times bestselling author, or when you get married or when you finally buy the house or, you know, when you finally get a degree or any of the other when It's It's now where the energy, energy is everything. And energy is underneath Every single form, energy is underneath every single desire that we have. And that's why when you have a desire that's not fueled with the energy underneath it, it feels empty when you get it. But man, when you align with the essence of that energy, and you focus on that, not on what you don't want, but on what you do want, and you joyfully expect it, and you feel the feeling of having it, and you love and appreciate it, and you just surrender to the outcome of it, of the who, the where, the why, and and then you get the inspired action to take the first step and then the next step, that's the powerful process of your desire factor coming into fruition. And when you get there, you're already in a state of fulfillment. Mm -hmm. I
1: think that the desire factor podcast would be absolutely incredible. (laughs) (laughs) like just listening to like I can hear your passion and I just think I just think that the desire factor podcast would be so incredible to listen to and and to listen how the principles that you wrote about in your book play out in each scenario and I think that if people get smarter on what to look for like a burning question that people would have would be what do you mean align energy align it with what something has to be aligned like like in a straight line i have to align it's funny because as as a drill instructor for military basic training we align beds we have to make sure everything is aligned flush we have to align it to something so we use floor tiles or we use the end of the wall locker the far end of the bay the wall locker that's your point and you do align every single bed to that wall locker so it's like can anchor, do you talk about when you align energy, do you talk about having an anchor that it's aligned to?
0: Yeah. It's called a good feeling. So here's the thing. When I talk about aligning your energy and, and, you know, this goes on the heels of what we were talking about as, play, as far as playing a victim or feeling empowered is that when you have something that you want and you're focused on what you want, there's only five ways that we can exercise our consciousness. You were talking about karma, like what you send out comes back, right? I say law of attraction. What you send out in your energy field comes back to you. Well, there's five ways that we, as energy towers, we're energy receivers. That's a whole other discussion. We're energy containers, whole other discussion. But we're energy, we're energy transmitters. And how we transmit is by five things, five ways. What we say. Our language is so important. I've heard, I have heard. I actually was just shaking my head yesterday. I have heard more people during COVID lockdown, all this stuff, talk about what they miss. I miss this. Mm-hmm. I from yep. celebrities to athletes to next door neighbors to my children. Yep. I miss. And when you're saying words that are rooted in lack, it pulls your energy down. I miss pulls your energy down in lack. That word is not aligned with what you want guaranteed, because what you want is not in lack. Is, lack always feels bad. Abundance always feels good. And so right. by saying instead, I look forward to this, right? Mm-hmm. I remember during lockdown, all the restaurants and everything were closed and I was missing dating, you know, having that feeling of missing dating my husband. And I went, mm-hmm. okay, I'm looking forward to the restaurants opening up. And when I started saying I look forward to the restaurants opening up, I was like, I look forward to going on a date with my husband, going to a really nice restaurant mm-hmm. in Scottsdale. Ooh, what restaurant? What do I want to go to? Ooh, I want to go to Morton's. No, I want to go to you know Catch 34. I mean 44. I want to go to. We were. I was like creating like the 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 night. And then it was like, do I want to go with another couple or just the two of us? And then it becomes, let's go with Tim and Natalie. And then, and then it became a fun thing for me because I love fashion. I'm like, what am I going to wear? You know, it became a, a whole <laughs> creation instead of, oh, poor me. I miss going out to dinner. I can't go out to dinner right. with my husband right now. I'm a victim right. of COVID, meaning I'm a victim of the shutdown. I'm a victim of government control. I'm, you know, it, it doesn't feel good. So our words, I did a whole series, Sean, called Watch Your Words. That's actually mm. watchyourwords.com that people, it's a, three, it's a free video series of 30 days of videos that are two to four minutes that tell you the word and the phrase that you absolutely have to eliminate from your vocabulary because it is lack filled. It is victim filled and what to say, why, why it is, and then what to say instead. So one of the examples that I just gave was I miss versus I look forward to. So that's the words that mm. we say. Words have creative power. Words start what are thoughts thoughts are words are, are thoughts are a series of words the thoughts that we think are also energetic output basically asking the universe for what we either want or don't want it's energy just like thoughts are a series of words thoughts thought over over and over and over again give us mm-hmm. a perspective give us a belief it gets solidified. Yep. We start seeing evidence of it. Then we go, see, it's true. And now it's like, <laughs> that's concrete, right?
1: Cognitive bias.
0: Yeah. Like that's yep. now in my, me, my mind, that's concreted in my thinking, in my perspective. Perspectives, beliefs, all of those are not fact. They are literally what we have developed as that's the way it is. And the, that's the way it is, can mm-hmm. be changed if we shift it. But it's also an energetic, literally, transmitter. So what we say, our words, what we think, our thoughts, what we perceive or believe, and our emotions. This is where I get in with like clients, the emotions. Most people I knew I was raised to suppress my emotions. Well, if your emotions are what you're sending out, to the universe and are highly energetic compared to even a perspective, a thought, in a word. The universe isn't hearing those thoughts, it's hearing the dominant vibration you're giving out. And if you're feeling powerless, the universe is like, okay, she's sending out po- waves of powerlessness. Let's give her more stuff to be powerless about. If she's I don't angry. If she's angry, let's give her more stuff to be angry about. If she's frustrated, ha, she's gonna love this one. Wait till she gets frustrated about this. Right? It's like yep. we're the ones we're the energy towers. We're sending out signals all day, every day. Words, thoughts, perspectives, emotions, whether we suppress them or aware of them, release them or not, and then the actions that we take. These are the ways hmm. we align. And when you know what you want, what your desire is, and you're aligning your words, your thoughts, your expectations, your focus, like all of your beliefs, all your emotions, and then your actions that you take, that's alignment. Mm.
1: I love it. I, I can see it play out in 2017 for the TEDx talk. I said I was going to do it. I thought about what I would say on that stage, and I wrote out what I would do on that stage, and I applied to all the events, and I didn't get down. I was like, you know what? One no is is closer to a yes. I'm one step closer. Every no is a new opportunity. No, new opportunity. Here we go. But as I brought the energy to, oh, you got denied too? So did I. Let's keep going. Come on. Let's keep going. Let's go. Let's go. Don't give up. And I had that type of attitude in that year, boom, happened. And I've tried to do that ever since then. And it gets hard, tough. I battle every day. You know, there's, there's things that I would love to do. And I think about now with those prospects and people that I really wanted to do business with who told me, man, I can't wait to do business with you. I'm like, yeah, let's do this. Follow-up is great. The energy that you give prior to during and after the call, I think matters a lot. Yes. So I, I need to be more energy conscious and, and watch what I say. Cause I know what I said. I was like, oh, here we go. Another one said, no, man, what is happening? And I didn't take into account. It wasn't using empathy to be like, well, I don't know their financial situation or you know, maybe know maybe they're real confused. How can I help them not be confused? What, what does that look like? You know, I was more worried about man, another one, what is happening right now? I had all these people lined up and I was doing amazing. I mean, it got to the point where I didn't even have to look for clients or guests on my or nothing. It just, just abundance was flowing. And then it was like, someone turned the faucet off.
0: Yeah. Here's the in thing. In
1: January, in January, someone turned the faucet off. I don't know what happened.
0: No, nope. <laughs> Nobody can turn the faucet off except for you. Right. That's what people don't understand. We have a treasure chest above our heads that we don't have to compete with. It never gets depleted. It has always filled up. It's only ours and ours alone. And that treasure chest is energy. And when the cool Mm. thing about this concept of energy mastery and understanding energy is that when you flow this energy, it doesn't care. It's not biased as to where it's going to go. But this energy in its purest form comes into us, and we're the ones that direct it either in the direction of what we don't want or what we do want. It's kind of like, you know, when you go to the movies, and remember when we used to go to the movies, right? And you would sit in the movie theater, and you would watch something on the screen, right? Well, we're the observer of that screen, just like in our lives, we're observing what's happening on the screen. But what we don't understand is that we're also the projector, and we're also the one that puts the movie in. So if we're the projector and we're the one that chooses the movie to put into the projector to then observe, understand that the light doesn't care what it's projecting. It just projects. So you've got this energy, this pure potential energy that literally comes through us and that moves in the direction as a co-creative relationship with this light, with this energy, and it produces what we direct it to produce through alignment, through focusing on what we want, through the faith that if it's not this, it's something better. That when you're in this joyful expectancy and you're directing that light to go to the vision of what you want, that visualization, that focus in your mind, that feeling sense of having it, it must. And here's the funny thing in, in the very last chapter, in the desire factor, in the conclusion, I write about this. I was practicing. I wanted to be on this game show called Beat Shazam. It was awesome. It was Jamie Foxx's on Fox. I don't know what they're going to do with it now. But I was, I was in the process of becoming a contestant for the show. And I was auditioning. I had like four different auditions with my husband, with a couple friends, right? And the big prize, Beat Shazam is like the app Shazam, right? So you have to... Um, know these songs and do it faster than Shazam can, can, you know, say the exact, exact song title. And I'm awesome with music. I love music. So I love this show and I'm like, I'm going to be a contestant on it. Right. So I did everything in alignment to get on this show. And while I wasn't auditioning, I was imagining myself on the show hitting the buzzer, winning the million dollars. I think I won about, I don't know, a hundred million dollars. Because I was doing this over and over and over again, right? Right. (laughs) And I had the feeling, the havingness of it. Well, right at the time everything was happening is when everything shut down in March. And I was supposed to go to L.A. and be on the show. Everything shut down. So I could be really pissed and really upset. Wait, I'm supposed to go there and win (laughs) a million dollars, right? But what happened was incredible because I utilized that energy and continued to let it flow it didn't form itself into beat shazam contestant it formed itself in other opportunities so the energy right. when, when it's not obstructed when it flows through us sometimes it comes in an even better form than we can imagine but we cannot block the flow
1: love it oh my gosh <laughs> Goosebumps right now. It's just like Ugh <laughs> uh, like i saw I saw the secret. Like Netflix has a great documentary called The Secret. And there was like law of attraction, like, really? And I totally believe you put out to the world what you you know, you get back what you put out, right? Um yeah. But there's a way that you can attract abundance to you. People are like, Yeah, it's hard work, you gotta work hard for it. Well, yeah, but there's a mindset piece to it too. There's an internal energy piece to it too, and I felt it. When I was energized about certain certain aspects. I'm gonna create this podcast and this is what I think is gonna happen. It doesn't even matter what happens, but this is what I think is gonna happen, and I'm gonna stay in that. That's my gonna be my focal point. And I'm putting this out into the world. Amazing things happen. Started my show in twenty seventeen, this one. By in February twenty seventeen. By September of twenty seventeen I spoke at my first podcast. I spoke at my first podcast event at a conference. Had my show nine months like, wow, let's keep doing this. Like, I like where this is at. So I've totally seen that put into practice. So, uh, everybody right now needs to go and get a copy of the desire factor. It's completely going to change your mindset from, you know, like we talked about the victim mindset, the lack mindset, because I, I want to watch my words. Now you make me want to watch my words and my energy and, and, and audit myself because I literally, I feel like you described me weeks ago. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? Like, and it just kind of went up and then it went down and then it went up and then it went down. And I, and I know my, my conscious state, I talk about energy management a lot versus time management. I, I felt it. I was like, man, I, I'm, I'm not in a good place right now. I, I'm, I'm not in a good state. And my wife can tell and my kids can tell and I'm frustrated and I, I just got to remember and be cognizant of, of my own words and my own energy levels. And then maybe try to pick those out when my wife says something or my kids say something or my friends say something, my, my military brothers and sisters say something, maybe be cognizant of that and maybe pull that out and go, oh, I recognize that word. I recognize that phrase. I recognize that, that, that feeling that. You ever walk into a room and you can feel the energies get sucked out of a room Mm-hmm. or you walk into a room and it's jazzing. Like, yeah, let me add to this. And you had an amazing time when other people were at the same exact venue at the same exact moment you were in the same exact conversation you were, but yet you two had very different experiences.
0: Yep. It's all, all about fun. us. It's all about mastering your own energy.
1: Amazing. Christy, again, I couldn't ask for a more amazing conversation. Uh, Is there anything that you wanted to cover real quick before we end the show that we did not cover?
0: Yeah. So with the Desire Factor, because it comes out in April, when you go and pre-order it on thedesirefactor.com, you immediately get access to three amazing processes so that you can start implementing this now, not having to wait. And then, because you um, pre ordered the book, you're going to get four uh, week coaching programs, a $700 value. Um, you know, right after the book comes out and we start in May and it's live, it's a group coaching program. You'll get all the details about it. So you buy a $15 book and you're getting like, I don't know, $900 worth of um, (laughs) bonuses. So it's kind of silly, but it's all there to really help you become an energy master because it's essential. I mean, every single human being, we all run into contrast. We have things that happen to us. We receive news. You know we we go through as humans loss of something, whether it's a pet or someone we care about, um, we, we get called things, we get insulted, you know there and yet there's the other spectrum of the experience where life is fun and we see the beauty and we appreciate. But when we have that polarity experience where there's pain, for us to be able to process the emotions and call in the energy that we want to experience, and be able to align ourselves back with our desires and feel that full force of spiritual power that we have flowing towards what we want and being able to create it. There's just nothing like it. And so I'm, I'm grateful for you, Sean. Thank you for what you're doing in the world to help your audience to become more empowered and have their transformation. And just, just grateful to 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 be a guest on your show. Thank you.
1: You are absolutely welcome and again i thank you so much for this amazing conversation and i just ordered the desire factor book so i'm looking forward to getting those emails and checking this out cuz i'm totally geeking out on this i love what you're putting out into the world and i can't wait to go a little bit deeper into this book and and really take take it to heart because in june just a couple months in june I'm going to retire after 20 years of service from the military. So I'm wow. a full-time business owner, full-time entrepreneur, because I've built four businesses while serving in the military. Successful, six-figure business. Now I'm like, crap. Now i got to do it full-time. <laughs> you know, like, It was nice when COVID came and I had that military paycheck to kind of float me just in case, which luckily I didn't have to do, but just in case. You know, something doesn't go right or I make a mistake and I got that. That's gone now. Uh, I have no doubt I'm going to be just as amazing and doing amazing things for people and putting some positivity into the world as I've always done. It just makes it a little more real. (laughs) You know, like, well, let let me tell you, let me tell you something.
0: Let me tell you something. You're the source of your abundance, not the military, not the job, not the you know person that supplies you with your funds. You're actually the one that calls forth the abundance. And that's what literally helped me quit my 15 year old you know career in uh, corporate America as a sales training manager to go full- time as a coach in my own business is that I knew that, hey, this is just the avenue through which source brings it to me. If I could create it there, I can create it here. And within a year, I was making more money than I did with more benefits and ha- being my own boss and not having to take vacations like I do when I want own my schedule, um, earning more than I did as a sales training manager for a biotech company within a year because I knew I'm the source of my abundance. And if you know that, you know that to be true, that is your perspective, that is your belief, that will be your reality.
1: Amazing. Love it. Again, Christy, thank you so much for coming on the show again. Uh, amazing conversation, and I wish you the best success for your book and for you and your family in 2021. Thank you, Sudy. You too. Life Transformation Radio listeners, an amazing guest, impacting the world around her. If any part of our conversation today resonated with you, please click on the LinkedIn, the Facebook, her website, Order the Desire Factor book, get it, and go back and check out our other episode, The Art of Having It All. Amazing content, amazing positive energy coming from all over this. So please do that, and make sure you subscribe, rate, and review, Life Transformation Radio. As we close, I always say live your brand. Find opportunities every day to live out the core values that you hold deep in your heart, and I call this living your brand. So until next episode, live an amazing life.